0: and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode four of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just wanna remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot and post it to your social media stories. Tag Jack, tag myself and tag the Bodybuilding Dietitians. So Jack, how's your week?
1: Overall, a very good week, and today we're recording this on Sunday, and today I actually hit the 80 80 kilo mark for the first time of the reverse diet, which which was my goal.
0: Yeehaw, you made it.
1: Yeah, I certainly did. So overall, my goal this week was my final week of fairly aggressive weight gain, and last week I was around 79.3 on average. Uh, uh, This week on today on Sunday, I did weigh 80.1. My average for this week, though, is 79.7. So Mm -hmm. my average next week might be around 80 kilos. Uh, But my goal now is just to get that average number up by around 200 to 300 grams each week and aim for that little bit or around one kilo of weight gain per month, which I think will be pretty spot on for me.
0: Awesome. Well, it is nice to be those 80 kilograms, I bet, because it's new territory for you now.
1: Mm, Certainly. And I guess to put that into a percentage number, so typically when we talk about weight gain, I often reference like half a percent of your body weight per month being less aggressive. And that really isn't very aggressive at all for for muscle gain uh, or for weight gain in general and then 1.5% being on the more aggressive end. So if I'm around 80 kilos right now and I'm aiming for one kilo of weight gain per month or a little bit more, then that's gonna be around that one to 1.5% per month, which I think is definitely warranted. One, because I still have a lot of potential for muscle gain and two, I'm still quite lean. Like Mm -hmm. considering I got up to 95 in the peak of last off-season, I think definitely having a, a slightly faster rate of gain at this point is is fine and then i might slow that down as i get heavier and heavier
0: Mhm. and the great thing is right now is because you are just breaking into those 80 kilograms and you said in previous podcasts that you really feel your best when you're around that kind of mid 80 mm. mark like 85 kilograms or so you'll be feeling like that near the end of this year because it's like mid-june right now
1: yeah yeah certainly and I mean, I haven't been this light for a very long time, I guess. Bar on the way down, which is a different story. And last time I was this weight coming out of last comp, I I was coming back from a back injury, so I think it'll be good to experience this body weight again because, like, visually, I look healthy, and I think people in this industry joke about looking healthy as in you got a decent amount of body fat on you now. Um, <laughs> And that's kind of where I am right now. And something that we noticed interestingly is we seem to whether it's our skewed vision, but we've noticed that we look a little bit thicker on the way up at the same body weight than on the way down. And
0: it is weird. They, we really do look different. It's it's different going back up. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think that a lot of that is where like our our glycogen stores are very saturated, like a hundred percent of the time now because. Mm-hmm that's the goal we're we're gaining weight and we're probably I don't know like I think that's probably the main factor but also it's the visual it's also how we feel because before we were feeling very depleted a lot of the time as well Mm -hmm. and often I think people underestimate how you feel versus how you think you look the two are very very coincided yeah.
0: And I think that really ties into a prep on those higher carbohydrate days when you're feeling really good. Mm. Usually you perceive your look to be better,
1: Yeah, but definitely.
0: See, someone else could see you on a depletion day versus a carved up day and they'd be like, oh, dude, you kind of look the same. Yeah,
1: no, that's exactly right. And I bet if I'd shown someone like depleted versus full, there wouldn't be too, like someone would be like, uh, they would, I think they'll be a bit worried trying to guess the right one there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> really put them on the spot, eh? Yeah, yeah, but it is it is strange. It is very different. I, I know, especially for me right now, because I'm sitting just above 60 kilograms. I'm like 60.3 on average this week. And that's the same body weight that I was a few weeks out from my first IFBB show mm. of the season. And when I look back to progress photos then, I looked very different then compared to the progress photos that we yeah. were taking this week. It's funky, but I think obviously it's because when you're coming out of a, out of a prep and body weight gain, it is a little bit more rapid, which mm. again, that's the goal. You are more likely to rapidly gain more weight around your midsection.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's, that's
1: just evolution. And mm-hmm. like, there's going to be some genetic variance in that, but because the i can't remember the specific terms unfortunately but it's i know it's the apple and the pear that's kind of the very uh general description of the males being the apple Mm -hmm. in terms of how they distribute body fat so it's going to be mainly around their abdomen and like real real upper thighs and buttocks Mm -hmm. whereas the female it's going to be mainly that pear shape so less a little bit less around the torso more so around like the hips and the glutes and the upper thighs mm-hmm. yeah um build and- some
0: delts you'll have a beautiful <laughs> hourglass
1: <laughs> and uh that's so that's and we're both experiencing that as well like for me it's i'm definitely noticing it more like the lower back the the glutes in the midsection mm-hmm. and a lot less on arms shoulders and legs like my legs uh still look quite comp ready still got striations on them and the hammies are still a little bit striated as well so yeah, yeah same with
0: me like my arms right now my arms are actually leaner than they were because like prior to my ifbb shows like i still have like quite a few veins in my arms and shoulders which really surprises me but then definitely around my core it doesn't look nearly the same and like i can pinch my sides now and i'm like ooh, there's a little bit more <laughs> cushion there <laughs> yeah. but again i'm not really bothered because i feel amazing and it's not the goal anymore, you mm. know? We achieve that goal of being comp but that's not our goal right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, literally the only time I'm I'm taking photos at the moment is, or looking at my physique, is when I take photos for social media. Like, beyond that, I... Like, in prep, you would check out yourself in the mirror a lot more. Like, you would... Let's say you're brushing your teeth around the house. You mm-hmm. might go check yourself in front of the mirror or something like that. <laughs> or you just take a lot more photos in general. Now, I... I think I, I look much better than I feel. And I think I just feel a bit uh, healthy, so to speak, because I'm like saturated with food a lot of the time. And that brings me on to my next point of like my my food focus and hunger, like my hunger I've realized is 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 gone, which is excellent. Like I'm- Forever? Hopefully. No, I don't. It's gone in a good way. Like I'm still looking forward to each meal. I'm not looking forward to that point either where I don't look forward to food Mm. because that's just as unpleasant as being overly hungry. And I think that's still a long way off though, psychologically and physically. And I'm just at that point now where I'm happily, happily satiated between each meal. And I'm even at the point as well where, because I am still consuming like decently high volume foods, like for example, for me, a high volume food would be like potatoes, which I have for my, well, I've been having for my third meal of the day. And I've just reached that point now where I'm getting a little bit too full. Um, and I, I, it sounds me weird saying that, but because of that, I've started to play around with my food sources a lot more. And Tiara can testify like I, whenever I make something lower volume, I say, hey Tiara, like as if she's, I know she's gonna give me some comment regardless of whether I show her or not, about how little (laughs) water I've added to my oats.
0: In the nicest way possible, I'm just saying, it's pathetic, man. (laughs) Like you could take so much more advantage of that. Jack will show me this bowl of oats that looks like it could probably be 30 grams of oats with some water, and he's like, no, there's 150 grams in here, and I'm like, why didn't you add a liter of water (laughs) Mm.
1: but you in saying that you know why i'm doing that of course
0: i know why but still i guess it's just because i'm not at that point yet
1: (laughs) yeah which is which is fine
0: i like a few more spoonfuls of oatmeal (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's good stuff
1: (laughs) well i should say yeah spoonfuls of oatmeal once it's cooked Mm -hmm. yeah um (laughs) so yeah that's basically what i'm doing i'm lowering the food volume so a few aspects of nutrition in my cream of wheat or my protein cakes I'm having, like, jam or honey on top, which is great. I'm also just lowering the quantity of water added to that. Uh, For my oats in the morning, I'm adding, like, cereal on top of that, which is excellent. And I've started, like, changing up that... uh, Sorry, not... Pumpkin's long gone, unless it's on a rest day roast. But changing up that potato meal. So instead of potatoes, I'm going to be having things like polenta and brown rice uh, with like a, maybe I've got planned like a simple chile con carne this week. And I'll just put that with rice or polenta. And um, yeah, I'm trying to just keep my food sources diversified as well. And even though it's not strictly 100% necessary, because like they're already quite diversified, kind of the rule I'm following in my head right now, which is just one I've made for myself, It's there's no pre-established rule for it. I'm just trying to get a different carbohydrate source at each meal. So I have four meals a day. So breakfast is oats and then lunch or post-workout is uh, like a protein cake or cream of wheat. So that'll have wheat. And then my meal after that will usually be polenta or rice. And the final meal will just be a lot of different vegetables. Uh So yeah, different sources there, different sources of protein throughout the day as well and obviously lots of different fruits and vegetables and different sources of fatty acids. So yeah, I'm gonna try and, it's a lot easier to do that stuff now where I'm a bit more motivated by flavor and by food, whereas I definitely reached that point last time where I just didn't care. I, got, I just didn't care about uh, the, what, as long as it was very low volume and it allowed me to consume my calories, I wasn't as concerned by the nutrient Quality, to a certain extent, which uh, which was a not a good point to reach with my appetite.
0: I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think that you've always had a very nutritious diet. Mm. I think it's more the... Well, pre- for
1: me, com- compared to previous selves, like not compared to... average person. maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess, cause you're just on another level, you're a bodybuilding dietitian, right? (laughs) But I mean, I think what I've noticed at least is that it's always been the level of effort you'll go to with your culinary skills. Mm. (laughs) So for example, right now you're still microwaving or baking your oats or preparing them the night before as overnight oats. And then putting them in the oven the next morning. Mm. There was a point last off season where you just chuck stuff in a bowl <laughs> or a blender and just down it in like two minutes. And I'm like, please <laughs> taste that. <laughs> you're eating too quick. But I think that's what I noticed, but you were still eating very nutritious foods.
1: Yeah. The goal. Yeah. I'm, I'll never stop eating nutritious foods. There's always mm. going to be, even when I do transfer to more highly processed foods, to get calories in this the bulk of that meal is still going to be nutritious and it's going to mm-hmm. tick all my nutrient boxes for the day like yeah. and then you'll always be here to 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 make sure it does regardless <laughs>
0: yeah and i guess the best part is that you know where every single week we're always having a different thing for our rest day roasts as mm-hmm. well which we've kind of just changed to a a weekly roast because yes. this week we didn't have it on a rest day. We had it on a training day because appetite's higher mm. on a training day compared to a rest day. I think it just digested a little bit better.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a few different reasons. It felt or, right. <laughs> also, my calories are about 800 calories lower on a, on a rest day. That's true.
0: Easier to fit it in, a. Yeah. But, uh, this week we did get a little bit fancier and we did make chicken Marbella, which was delicious. Marbella, I think. Oh, Marbella. It's so, but it's spelt Marbella, Mm. but pronounced Marbella.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) M-A-R-B-E-L-L-A.
1: Yeah.
0: But it was like, we had these chicken Marylands and then we put a bunch of marinated stuff on top of them, like olives and prunes and some capers, alcohol free cooking wine. <laughs> and we marinated that. And then we had that with butternut pumpkin and potatoes and really freaking good and mm. roast veg.
1: Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching the bodybuilding dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Should we clarify why we chose alcohol free? Uh,
0: because that's all Woolworths had. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not, I'm not, we aren't the biggest drinkers. I think I was thinking about this the other day. I was like the last time Jack and I actually got intoxicated together was end of 2017.
1: Mm, Coming bo- <laughs> up on four years.
0: Boy, that's a lot of abstinence, <laughs> but that was like at the, that was at one of our uni balls. Yeah. Boy, four years.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. And I mean, if I, you didn't ask me to do that, I wouldn't have gone. So that's true. Yeah.
0: And a few months prior, we went to a pub crawl, but Mm. you have to do those things in uni, man. It's so much fun. Like if you are at uni, please, I beg you go to at least one pub crawl. Mm.
1: I will admit that pub crawl was fun. Once Once a certain amount of beverages were consumed. Mm -hmm.
0: And make sure you go to a pub crawl where they have like really cool t-shirts, where they have like different challenges on the t-shirts and you've got to like cross off different challenges you have to do and stuff. We went to one called the the time crawl.
1: Yeah. Well, one of, one of the challenges was to ask someone your number, uh, get someone's number. And I think you were trying to tick off the challenge and you, I think you'd had a one too many and you were asking the person what their number was. (laughs) And he said, Oh, yeah, it's triple zero. And then you being you, you actually (laughs) called triple zero trying to get his phone to ring. No
0: way. I didn't call them. I think I just wrote it down on my shirt like, Oh, I'll call this later (laughs) in case I want to reach you. I don't think I called the popo.
1: I see you've had your answer prepared because I've told this story more than once.
0: Oh my gosh. No, all I can remember is that between the second last and the very last venue, me having to give you a piggyback the whole way.
1: I don't know. That's, I I don't remember that. I think it might've been the other way around. Maybe
0: that's why I was piggybacking (laughs) you. (laughs) Anyway, guys go to a pub girl if you're a uni student. But anyway, any other notes on this week, Jack?
1: Uh, So that's pretty much it with nutrition. Uh, my macros at the moment are 550 carb, 80 fat, and 275 protein. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably just continue increasing carbs up until about 600, and then I might increase fat again, and then might even bump up protein to 300 around then as well. Just because, like, I, I get a lot of questions about why my protein's so high. Like, one, I like protein. <laughs> two. Is
0: that such a crime?
1: <laughs> <laughs> two. Uh, I don't see any downsides to consuming that much protein mm. when you, when my carbohydrates and fats are already decently high and three, uh, and this reason should probably go be number one is I get a lot of protein through my carbohydrate and fat intake. And I try and get around half a gram per kilo body weight of animal protein at each meal. And in order to do that, uh, I need a certain amount of protein per day because if I, Otherwise I just have to choose low protein sources for my carbs and I like oats and I like wholemeal flour. So mm-hmm. that ain't going to happen.
0: Yeah. I don't blame you. I'm in the exact same boat. Boy, I thought mine was high at 200. <laughs> you're up in this game.
1: Yeah. I'm winning.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're the one to chase. I could easily eat 300 grams of protein, mm. you know, give me a few more chicken legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so yeah, that's it with nutrition in terms of training overall, a very solid week, probably my best week of training yet. I mentioned last week that I had a little bit of a elbow tricep niggle. Fortunately, that's been pretty good. I saw my physio, Scott, and uh, as I think I mentioned that my, my, um, my prediction was that it was more ulnar nerve related, and I think I was correct in that sense. I think the introduction of Smith Machine twice a week, uh, probably, and the way I've been doing that with a slightly narrow grip has just put a bit more emph- uh, like emphasis on my elbow and, and tricep. And I've just gotten tightening of the surrounding muscles in my forearm and elbow region and tricep. So I'm just keeping an eye on that. But so far, so good. And RDLs, I mentioned that last week as well. Cutting back, that's been really solid. I'm really glad I did that. Um, I'm enjoying the like wider, wider grip as well because it's a little bit more upper back emphasis and allows me to get a bit more range of motion.
0: I'd like to give that a go. You're going to mm. have to show me exactly how you've been doing that.
1: Yep. Sure can. The key is just to keep your the bar still very close to your body when you when you do the movement. Mm. Otherwise, you'll just be forced into that upper back rounding position if you just dump the barbell forward. Uh, so everything else is going well. Like just progressing, uh, like at the at the amount that I'm wanting to progress. Everything's feeling pretty decent, and I can already see some hints of upper back thickness increasing which is very promising and sure it might be fat gain, but at least it's centering around my upper back. So I'm happy.
0: (laughs) We actually, we posted a picture yesterday on TBD with like a right now physique Mm. update for exactly five weeks post-show. And kind of going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the podcast, I think we just look healthy. You know, Mm. I'm like, we look healthy, but we did the math and between us, we have gained about seven kilograms. And yeah, yeah, it would be nice to think that is just pure lean mass, but the majority of it probably is body fat and muscle glycogen. Mm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, we can only keep saying that for so long. So Mm. maybe next week we'll start saying that there's a little bit of muscle there.
0: (laughs) There probably is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But when we think about the ratio. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And we gotta remember that everyone loses muscle throughout a prep. Like mm. some people might lose one to two kilos, some people might lose 100 to 200 grams, uh, but it's gonna be there. And we, we do know that muscle memory is a thing, it's an entity mm. and it allows muscle regain to happen much quickly than growing new muscle. So I'm, I'm, that's an area that I'm quite interested in post-show in terms of how quickly will you actually regain your muscle? versus gaining new muscle because sure gaining new muscle might not happen for like sometimes like five plus months but how quickly you're going to regain the lost muscle yeah like that might happen in 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 like two months or less
0: yeah even five plus months to start gaining muscle it's just a maybe significantly
1: Mm. yeah i'm just saying yeah yeah it's just a I'm just throwing a number out there. Uh,
0: I hope, (laughs) I just hope it's not that long.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fingers crossed. I don't think it will be, but I mean, I'm already seeing, I know part of this is just how I feel, but I already, I'm already seeing positive changes. Mm. Like I think, especially in my legs, they're still very lean, but they're also a lot bigger. Mm. So I know I lost some fullness towards the end just because my legs were lean from like 15 weeks out. So yeah, it is what it is. That's all from me though. What about you?
0: yeah well this past week it's been another really solid week again it's been five weeks now since we stepped off stage but i just feel like everything is just in such a rhythm i'm just i'm so happy i'm so content i just i wake up looking forward to every single day and every single day and every single week really is in a routine for us in Mm. terms of obviously our client work our social media postings our training but boy, it's a routine that I absolutely love and I crave and mm. I just love freaking living it. And I, I love knowing what's to come. Mm. There's so much to look forward to, but yeah.
1: Protein cake, meal one <laughs> and meal two.
0: Yeah. I didn't even mention food, but yeah, <laughs> food's obviously an awesome component too, but no, life is just solid right now in a lot of different aspects. But in terms of training, this past week was another really solid week of training it was the fourth week of my new mesocycle. I'm not going to lie. My lower back is feeling a little bit beat. And Mm. the reasoning for that is because I've just been pushing myself really hard with my hinging movements. You know, I've been progressing every single week with my dumbbell RDLs, barbell RDLs, my hip thrusts, my Smith machine lunges, my Bulgarians, but just that hip hinging and that axial loading, man, like Ooh, my, the right side of my lower back, it's really starting to, uh, to ache a little bit. So mm. what I've actually decided to do is for this next coming week, I'm not going to take a full blown deload because remember I'm training full body five days per week. And I just don't feel like my upper body is in a position where I need to deload it at all. Like I'm feeling strong, not feeling fatigued at all. Feel like I can still really progress, not feeling any niggles. It's just this one area of my lower back which i know specific exercises aggravate but i'm like okay cool you know i've been progressing really well pushing myself really hard these past four weeks i'm just going to deload my barbell rdls dumbbell rdls hip thrusts smith machine lunges and bulgarians this week so basically the biggest (laughs) exercises of the week uh, but for lower body, I'm go- I am going to continue to do leg curl, leg extension, calf raises, and some machine hip abductions because those don't seem to aggravate my lower back mm. at all. And I'm going to continue to I'll do... be
1: worried if they did. Yeah, me too.
0: Deform <laughs> to check, please. Uh, but- and then I'll continue to do all of my upper body movements mm. because I've had this pain before twice in my life. The very first time was actually coming out of our very first prep in 2018 and i got back into hard training and i was hitting rdl pbs but then this lower back niggle just started to aggravate and then i also had it right before i started my 2019 2020 prep and that was because i was doing standing barbell ohp and i think mm. i was just pushing it a little bit too hard and toward those final few reps I was trying to push up I was just putting too much pressure on my lower right side Mm. and that built up over time and started to cause me pain but both times when I started to just lay off lower back loading movements the pain went away and it recovered so that's just what I'm planning on doing this next coming week Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search the bodybuilding dietitians. See you there.
1: Then how are you going to prevent it from coming back though?
0: Well, I probably just need to be a little bit more conservative with my rate of progress, which mm. is tough because.
1: But is it the volume or the rate of progress? Cause I would say, personally, I would say it's the volume.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think it, I, I'm not confident to say 100% that it is the volume because mm. again, I was accustomed to all of this lower back loading during prep, but it's because I was just but trying to hold stronger. on to numbers. Yeah. I was just basically just trying to mm. hold on to numbers and just match my performance week after week after week as my body weight was lower. We as
1: as you, as you get stronger, your tolerance for the same volume decreases because you're, you're lifting more, Across those sets. Mm. So, you need to decrease the number of sets in order to allow for the recovery associated with the fatigue buildup from lifting more.
0: I know. Jack just really <laughs> wants me to give this two set thing a go. <laughs> and I know I definitely push myself hard enough during these big compounds, like my lunges and my Bulgarians, man. Like, I know two sets that would be adequate for those things. But mm. I s- I would still have Especially this part of me volume. that I'm like, I know I can go for three. I know I can push through three. So I'm just the kind of person who does it.
1: And would you ever try trialing a belt again? Cause I think that might also benefit.
0: I wore a belt like once, but it didn't fit my waist cause I was in prep and the belt was too big. My waist was too small. So to be honest, I've actually never really given a belt, a solid, consistent go to mm. see how it actually influences my performance.
1: Yeah. I think that would definitely be something to try. Because, yeah, we won't get into wearing a belt and that sort of stuff. But I think it it would be beneficial for you at this stage. Like you're doing really heavy weight for dumbbell RDLs and barbell RDLs. So I don't think it would be as warranted for like a hip thrust or Mm. even split squats. But definitely the hip hinging, the the RDL hip hinging would be be good.
0: Okay, so following this next week's D-Loan, you've got two things to teach me this new RDL snatch grip mm-hmm. and also how to properly wear a belt. Sounds great. All right. I'm yeah. looking forward to it.
1: My rate though is um, is about $1,000 a second.
0: <laughs> Can't oh. I just give you a massage yeah. or something?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can bake me some oats or something. Okay,
0: <laughs> but you'll probably have to teach me how to do that too because okay. I know you like a a specific way. <laughs> But that's pretty much me for training. It was good, but I'm just gonna deload those movements this next coming week and then hopefully recovered and then ease back into those movements the following week. But in terms of nutrition, uh, last week my weekly average was 60.2. This week it's gone up on average by 100 grams to 60.3, just keeping nutrition the same. So it's good, it didn't do another 400 gram Mm. jump, again, which is awesome. Uh, and again, we took progress photos this past week and I am just happy with how I look and I'm happy with how I'm feeling. So, and that's only a 100 gram increase this past week. So just see how that goes this next week seeing how my deload goes, considering that I'm cutting out those massive movements that I know burn a lot of energy. Like there's no denying that I'm going to be burning a heck of a lot more on three sets of kettlebell bulgarians compared to a leg extension Mm. so if i do notice that over these next few days still keeping my calorie intake the same if wheat if weight is creeping up at a rate where i'm like this is a few too many hundred grams for my lichen i'll probably just pull back by like 25 grams of carbs and um moderate from there
1: yeah makes sense
0: yeah but other than that it was just a solid week and i'm looking forward to this next week too
1: epic well um we'll finish on the last question
0: all right well what do you want to improve
1: cool so oh while I think of something I'll let you go
0: (laughs) mine's really plain and simple I just want to feel better in my lower back like it's just it's just this nasty ache like I've been doing a lot of yoga in the sun with the dogs and you know like doing cobra poses and downward dogs and stuff like that helps but it's still at the point where like sometimes I'll bend over and then come back up and if I do it too quick I'm like oh god Mm. (laughs) it's a bit stiff. So, yeah, I just really want that to go away because, again, like I don't want anything getting in the way of me training to my full potential.
1: Yeah, that's uh, not good. Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've identified it early and I'm not going to just keep pushing through it and make it worse. I'm just going to lay off for a little bit because I know I'm not (laughs) going to die. Yeah, it'll be better in the long run.
1: Yep. cool. Well, something I want to improve on, and this is more of a long term thing is just starting to get more comfortable with being in outside situations like non-bodybuilding related situations or like non-prep related situations because in prep you just get into your route get into your mindset get into a routine and anything that puts you out of that routine you at least have a justification of saying okay I'm in prep please don't (laughs) disturb me I'm doing my thing Uh, but now I've just got to get a bit more used to Uh, incorporating other things, whether it's staying up a bit later, or like doing something on the weekend that might not be conducive to recovery, for example. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, there's a fine line between doing too much of that stuff and potentially not being that great for progress versus not doing anything and not really living that much of a life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's going to be my, I guess that'll be throughout the rest of this year. That's something that I'll continually work on.
0: I love that and I love that you said that and I think that's something that we both need to work on too Mm. because again we freaking love what we do and when you love what you do you want to do it all day every single day Mm. but we do have to remember that there's a lot of other really great fun things that we can do once in a blue moon too that aren't going to deviate us away from our ultimate bodybuilding goals.
1: Yeah and I think to be honest part of it is, is just still that my energy levels aren't as high as they could be. Uh-huh. Like, I'm still not fully recovered in that instance. And, like, I always reference it as EA energy availability. My EA probably just needs to come up a little bit more. Like, I'm still st- feeling a little bit fatigued in the evenings, and I'd rather just chill out on the couch rather than, like, I don't know, even going to see a movie. I'd rather just stay home and not deal with all that other stuff
0: yeah I know what you mean and that's the thing like in prep you do get so just knuckled down especially on timing of when you do specific things especially timing of when you eat specific meals and if Mm. someone suggests that hey do you want to do this at 3.15 you're like uh, sorry, that's when I eat my 400 grams of potatoes. I'm not available, (laughs) but I think especially, yeah, I feel like in, you know, when you go to a hotel and you have that little thing Mm, you can hang on the door, do not disturb. Like you just need a big one of those on your life and prep. (laughs) (laughs) Please do not disturb. Uh, but you're already getting the signs that, you know, you have lower food focus, you're willing to uh, mix things up and eat different foods, eat smaller volumes of foods. Mm. So now if things are coming up again, once in a blue moon, it's not like these things are happening every single day. Yeah. You can be like, oh, cool. You know, I'll just pack a little bit of food on the fly, take it in the car so that we can go enjoy this thing this afternoon.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I'll keep reporting on that because I'm sure many other competitors, are. Uh, are, um, in that boat as well and potentially struggle even more not that i it's a real big deal for me because we're very similar like mm. it's not like you're dragging me trying to drag me off to things every second <laughs> but potentially for other people who live our lifestyle but their partner lives a different lifestyle I can imagine it would be quite difficult for them it'd
0: be real tough yeah yeah but it's just about taking step by step Like Mm. last week when we went to the treetop place in the morning and then we had lunch afterward in the car when we're Mm. usually used to eating our meals in the comfort of our home. But you take that step, you're like, hey, this ain't that bad, you know? And I got to enjoy a great day down the coast. Mm,
1: I had some great egg whites and potatoes.
0: Yeah, and I had a delicious can of kippers. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's probably enough for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy it, remember, please take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the Bodybuilding Dietitians, and we'll catch you next week for episode five.